The Beauty of It All podcast, sponsored by Soleil Sun Care. From protective sun creams to hydrating after suns, Soleil has you covered. So have some fun in the sun. Welcome to the Beauty of It All podcast, the beauty obsessed big sister you've always wanted, uh, hosted by me, Vic Hope, with Superdrug. Uh, now, the Beauty of It All takes a backstage look at the beauty industry, the issues facing it, and all the new news that you've been craving. Now, today we are speaking to Lucy Watson and Dominica Piasecca and asking, is vegan beauty just a fad? Now, Lucy will know. From way back when she was first on our screens in Made in Chelsea, uh, but she's now an animal rights activist. Uh, she has vegan cookbooks, a vegan restaurant, and Dominica is the press officer for the Vegan Society. Uh, Lucy, I'm going to come to you first. Tell me a little bit about your vegan journey. You grew up on a farm, so so why veganism now? Um, so I became vegan mainly for animal rights. I know that there's sort of three main different stances on it. Um, animal rights, environmental, and health. And for me, it was primarily animal rights. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up on a working farm, so I was around, like, Wait, so you were on a farm and then... Yeah, I grew up on a working farm. Right. So I became vegetarian from a really young age because I was just exposed to, like, the meat industry from a really young age. And I loved animals. And I just, like, the thought of them being killed for me to, like, eat a meal just seemed so wrong, even from the age of six years old. But when it's going on around you, and Mm -hmm. was it your family who were working on the farm? So we moved there when I was five and we had farmers on the land but my dad's a businessman so he just moved there because he thought it would be like a nice environment for us to grow up on or in and um yeah he he wasn't really that involved with it but we wanted to be because obviously we just thought it'd just be being close to the animals and stuff like that but we did learn a lot more than most children would learn at that age because i guess it could go either way couldn't it you could become staunchly vegan Mm -hmm. or you could be like well this is how it works this is just what has to happen i do see that quite a lot with a lot of people um but i guess because i hadn't grown up there from day one i already had formed a bond with like my animals like my pets and things like that so when i moved there i wasn't it wasn't like this is life this is what happens Mm -hmm. it was like i actually had my own idea of what life was yeah. and then I found all this out and I was really shocked and, and right. upset by it. So. so going from being vegetarian yeah. uh, when you were six mm-hmm. to leading what I've got to hear is a completely vegan lifestyle. Yeah. What does that mean and what made you make that transition? Um, so I watched Cowspiracy, which I don't know if you've seen. I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. you should watch it. It's really it's a really popular documentary on Netflix talking about the impacts that the animal agricultural industry have on the environment mm-hmm. um, and a lot of like the secrets involved with that um, and there's also other bits that they feature but I watched that and I just I learned a lot about the fact that obviously dairy comes from cows and the way that the cows are treated and the fact they have to have babies in order to produce milk that I just even growing up on a farm I didn't even know that I thought cows just produce milk yeah. which sounds ridiculous but I was like oh my god they have to have a baby So when I found that out, and I realized, obviously, the baby is a little bit of, like, it's not the most important part of this in in the sense that, like, the baby is kind of useless in this kind of procedure. Um, I felt so disgusted myself that I'd been eating a product that I didn't need to eat for so long. But I'd eat dairy. Um, And I learned about, like, the egg industry and stuff, and I just went vegan overnight. I went to the shops the next day and just replaced all my foods. And then slowly but surely... From eating a vegan diet, I became more aware about 
you know, how animals are used in fashion, in beauty. There's just so many other aspects that animal ingredients are involved in that you don't think about necessarily until you probably go vegan and just start looking into things a lot more. Um, And then I started switching over my beauty products, um, which back then was a lot more hard than it is now. I was going to say, I mean, we're going to talk about how difficult that can be and what that would entail Mm -hmm. in a bit, but it, it does feel like a lot of us are getting educated in a way. I mean, even you saying yourself, like, there's so much you didn't know. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it is a buzzword. It's moving really quickly. Mm-hmm. So it might even be more than that now. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy. Well, Dominique, I'll come to you because we're talking about the, the rate at which veganism has grown in the UK and you work for the Vegan Society. Tell us a little bit about what they do. The Vegan Society. Yeah. yeah. So we are the world's oldest vegan society. It actually all started with us back in 1944. We were co-founded by Donald Watson, who actually sa- shares his surname with Lucy, uh, strangely. Oh, so I didn't even know that. <laughs> no relations. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so it all started 75 years ago with um, the Vegan Society being founded. And that's when the word vegan was made up from the beginning and end of vegetarian as well. And now we are a registered charity that works to promote veganism in all aspects of life. So whether it's the beauty industry, um, environment, mental veganism or um, dietary veganism, um, we encourage people, you know, to, to sort of incorporate more plant-based foods into their diets, whether, you know, whatever the background is, wherever they're from. Um, we try to reach out as many people as we can through our campaign's work. And have you feel like you've been a lot busier in the last year or so? Yeah, definitely. Especially for me as the press officer, I've seen a huge difference in the number of media requests, for example, Mm -hmm. compared to two years ago when I first started working at the Vegan Society. So now we get requests, um, you know, several times a day. We get phone calls from all the biggest um, media outlets and TV stations as well. Um, So there is really an increasing interest in veganism. Um, And I think it's not it's far from being a fad because it's based on the values of ethics and compassion. So yeah. that something like that cannot be simply seen as a fad. So yeah. I think if people are doing it for these reasons, they are much more likely mm-hmm. to stick with it. Yeah. So yeah. why do you think there's been such an increase recently? Do you think people are more ethical, more compassionate than they were in the past? No, I don't think people are becoming more ethical or more compassionate. I think people are just becoming more knowledgeable. Right. And I think you would find it hard to meet someone who is in agreement with animal cruelty. Mm-hmm. Most people are against animal cruelty. It's just they don't realise that the actions that they are doing are cruel to animals until they actually research it because, you know, these industries are huge money-making industries. They don't want you guys to know or want any of us to know, you know, the ins and outs of these of what goes on and, and how cruel they are because then they don't make money. Yeah. And it takes a lot of research to actually get to the bottom of it. And once you do, you're still the same person, but you just know more yeah specifically looking at beauty um i mean i feel like we're getting more educated in in what it entails to have a vegan lifestyle in terms of your diet but what would that mean for your beauty regimes so for me it was looking at the products that i was using and seeing if they had ingredients that were from an animal and i honestly didn't like of course, it didn't cross my mind that there would be ingredients from animals inside the stuff that I was using on my face. Because you just don't think, you think, no, why? Why, no. why? Why would you need to? And you don't need to. Um, I don't actually know why people do use them um, in, their, in their products. But yeah, I started finding out that there's a lot of different things like 
lanolin, which is from sheep's wool, even animal fats, um, different dyes are from bugs and all these kind of things. Um, and yeah, you don't need to be buying these products. And obviously, I don't. As, as a vegan, you start thinking, well, I don't want to. Um, and yeah, just finding products without. And they're just as good. Mm. And, you know, they work just as well. So. Are they more expensive though? I haven't found that they are. I mean, take Superdrug's own brand, B-Beauty. It's not expensive. Mm-hmm. When it comes to labelling all this stuff, I mean, looking at your Instagram, for example, mm-hmm. you know, it's very clear that you're a vegan. Yeah. And there is a, a sort of, I guess, uh, p- people see vegans in a certain way sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or there's a stereotype attached to it um, as being quite didactic and telling people this is what you've got to do. Yeah. This is what... what would you say to that? Because the hashtags sometimes get a bit of a bad rep. Yeah. Um, I would say that a lot of the sort of bad opinions from people towards that is mainly coming from potentially defensive mm. position and a lot of people are opposed to change. Um, no one really likes change. And I think especially when people are trying to educate or push a lifestyle that conflicts with your own that you very much enjoy, mm-hmm. it can be something that you don't want to listen to. And it's not that this is the thing I think with vegans is that we're not pushing this because we gain something from it personally. It is we are preaching on behalf of others and it doesn't actually benefit us. It's really just that we're trying to educate people on how to be more compassionate um, and that isn't something that should be hated upon. But yeah, there are so many different ways that people do it and sometimes they can rile people up and passion comes in many different forms. Right. Um, but I think that I guess the core message of it is is a really good one and, yeah. and I do understand why people can, can get annoyed. I used to get annoyed. I used to be like, well, I'm never going to be like that. That's so intense. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be vegan. I love animals, but like I couldn't ever be vegan. Um, but Do you think it just brings something out of you? Like, actually, I want to talk about this a lot online. No, it's it's really, it's just, um, it's kind of like a responsibility, right. I think. Once you know this information, that you have this responsibility to share it because you know how uh, difficult it is to yeah. come across it naturally. On the flip side, just to play devil's advocate a little bit, I've mm-hmm. seen quite a lot of vegan trolling online, <laughs> you know, in response to anyone who's posted a picture of their dinner. Um, a lot of vegans are going, you can't, getting quite angry. Mm-hmm. Dominique, what would you say to that? Is it right in, if it's all in the name of education and, and you know, greater good? Mm, I think it's not a very constructive way of going about it because I think we need to keep our target audience in mind and by putting people on the defensive, the message is not getting through to them. So at the Vegan Society, actually, we employ a very positive and constructive approach with all our communications. So we would never sort of shame people into doing anything or guilt trip them into anything. Mm-hmm. I think it's always it always works better when you try to open their eyes and open their hearts to animal suffering and present them with the facts so that they can make up their own minds. Um, because I think we, we can't make people care. We can't show them all the information and show, show them all the evidence, like Lucy was saying earlier people are becoming more knowledgeable um, but it's up to them it, up to their personality w- about what they do with that knowledge yeah. um, so I think our place is just to expose this information to people and um, sort of make sure that they are aware of the, what they are doing and the impact of their actions on the animals and the planet uh, I'd like to ask what the difference between when it comes to vegan beauty what the difference between vegan beauty and cruelty free beauty is yeah so there's a difference um, you can get vegan beauty that isn't cruelty free which in my eyes isn't necessarily vegan because the whole thing with veganism is that you're trying to avoid 
animal cruelty yeah. or animal products or whatever, but you can find a, uh, a product that doesn't have any animal ingredients, which would mean that it is vegan, but that product might have been tested on animals to reach stores. Right. And, you know, obviously you want to avoid animal suffering and you can avoid animal testing, but a lot of the, which I've noticed recently, is a lot of the bigger brands, like all the kind of more expensive designer brands are bringing, trying to sort of get on their bandwagon a little bit with vegan beauty, and, but they do still test on animals, right. so it's it's conflicting, isn't so it? So you're not consuming any animal products, but you are potentially still harming you're animals. You're not wearing animal products on your face, right. but you the whole process of that product to get to you has caused harm to animals because it was tested on animals. And I think a lot of where confusion comes from about veganism is that people simply think it's a diet, but it's a lifestyle choice. Yeah. Um, it's like a set of uh, beliefs, I guess, that animals shouldn't be harmed unnecessarily. So it doesn't mean that we are wanting to, for animals to be treated nicer. We just don't want them to be used at all. So your diet is just one way in which you express this belief that animals should, shouldn't be mistreated and they shouldn't be used for a purpose. Yeah. Um, so I think if you look at it as a sort of as something that affects all areas of your life rather than just your diet, then mm-hmm. I think it's much more easier to understand what, what it is. What other areas of your life... So involve? I think places like using animal for entertainment are something that maybe not many people realize. Mm-hmm. So for example, as a vegan, I wouldn't want to visit the zoo or I wouldn't want to go to an aquarium that uses animals for profit. Um, what else? Um, obviously wearing animal materials. Fashion, yeah. yeah, fashion. So so leather, wool, silk. So again, it doesn't matter if it's a tiny animal, if it's a big animal. It doesn't matter if they're treated humanely or if they're mistreated. For a vegan, an animal should not be used for any purpose. And what products can we be looking out for if we're going to be going vegan in our lifestyle choices for so our the, face? The great news is that you don't have to sort of limit yourself or even resign from anything because there are viable vegan alternatives to everything these days. And we are really lucky with the growth of veganism to have so many options in supermarkets and restaurants and Mm. also high street retailers so you don't have to go on a special website or to a special store to access vegan products these days you can more or less walk into any store or supermarket and um, either get vegan beauty products or uh, vegan clothing and vegan food as well so it's all really accessible it's just a case of seeking out the information with the fact, I mean, you just mentioned that is like it's easy enough. Like you can mm-hmm. make these changes. Do you think it's easy for everyone, or is that because you're in a position where you've, I mean, you, you're obviously well educated yeah. on it. You've got, a, you know, very successful in your career. You've got enough money to yeah. make these daily choices with your lifestyle. Is that is that maybe something that is easier for you than it would be for other people? No, I think if you can afford makeup in the first place then you have enough money to purchase vegan makeup because there are very competitive makeup right. brands out there that are priced just as cheap as brands that, that do test or that have you know, animal ingredients. Like I said earlier, Superdrug's beauty brand mm-hmm. called Bee Beauty is really affordable. There's so many out there like NYX... Yeah, so you, you can get the same standard, the same quality, the same face that you want. Yeah, I think also vegan beauty tends to be more natural and a lot of sort of mineral cosmetics which are better for your skin, especially if you have sensitive skin, they happen to be vegan as well. So mm. you tend to find that the products that are free from animal products, they're actually more, they're better for your skin basically. Yeah, there's so many brands yeah. um, that are vegan friendly for skincare, hair care, everything. I would say it's probably just as easy as makeup. Yeah. What sort of makeup products are we looking out for? What um, brands are we looking out for? Um, so the ones that I use, um, NYX, I use, oh, I use so many. There's also Elf. Um, they were mentioned Barry M. Barry M's really good for like Barry- nail varnish. They're great. The pigments yeah, of Barry yes. M is brilliant. Yeah. 
It's really, I, you can get really great colours. Yeah. And, and for me as well, and my skin is darker, so I find Barry Emma really, really good for dark skin, olive, black skin. Yeah. Um, another question I did want to ask, actually. Dominica, how much have you seen the language around veganism change and the uptake from bloggers and vloggers and influencers and the media mm. in the last couple of years because you've been you know you've been doing this for a while so mm-hmm. you've seen the climate change yeah I, I feel that climate change. <laughs> <laughs> I think even in the short six years in which I've been vegan I've seen a huge increase in the number of products available so um, the number of vegans has been growing so exponentially that it's actually showing no signs of slowing down which is very positive for the future mm. um, yeah and I, and I think it's, it's just so much easier now to, to access all these products it's it's a strange one because there are certain trends and I will call them trends here, there are certain trends that YouTube or Instagram jumps on. And I don't know what makes a trend so Instagrammable, but being vegan is one of them. Mm. You know, there are loads of other things going on in the world that don't necessarily get picked up by by influencers. Why Why this? I think that's why maybe a lot of people seem to think that it's something that will go away soon because it's picked up by those influencers and people on Instagram and, and YouTube. But I actually think they are helping people to get the right information mm. because not everybody knows a vegan in their personal life. So it's basically like your buddy on the, yeah. on the screen who's um, sort of talking you through how to go vegan and um, how to seek vegan beauty. Uh, so I think it's really great that those people are all contributing to making veganism go mainstream because I feel like a lot of of people already hold vegan values in their hearts but they yeah. don't necessarily understand how to do it so it's great to have someone explaining the practicalities of becoming a vegan or um, maybe incorporating more vegan beauty into your regime so there's so many resources out there um, it's just a case of you know googling it like we've been saying yeah. uh, and seeking out this information for yourself yeah I think the internet is the best way to spread the message mm-hmm. and had we had the internet around you know uh, at other stages of you know issues that have been going on in the world mm. it would have been a much quicker way to to resolve things and to spread the word so yeah yeah the rate at which you can learn new stuff obviously that's the whole point of it and that's the the plus you know when it comes to the internet because it's got many many negatives as well mm. obviously as we all know but the rise of the vegan blogger the rise of the vegan influencer is stratospheric many. maybe it's just the people I follow yeah <laughs> but the, you know what I've seen people go from being other types of vloggers yeah. and now this is their thing really? this is their whole world yeah I like I'm so unaware of this I'm like <laughs> where are all the vegan the vegan influencers at you think there should be more yeah well yeah you yeah I, th- I mean I, I think there should be obviously I would love for everyone to, yeah. to, to do this but I think there's you know what there is there's so many I don't know if this is just me because I'm a real foodie but there's so many vegan food bloggers right. and I mm. follow all them so maybe I'm that's why I'm not seeing all the others like the influencers and stuff like that all right. people making all the good recipes and like the comfort mm. food And in which case maybe we've got a gap in the market if you want to be a vlogger and you want to say right now try vegan beauty there's definitely. space for you yeah there's definitely <laughs> space yeah Lucy, you've got a lot of strings to your bow. Uh, you model as well, which I assume means that you're working with all different makeup artists and different products. Or, I mean, is, yeah. is that a problem? Because if mean, they don't want to use vegan... I wouldn't say I'm a model, but I would <laughs> say that I I do a lot of things where, yeah, I have to wear makeup yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but what in terms of, like, my makeup artists and things? Or if, yeah, if someone is going to use non-vegan products on yeah. their face, I mean, do you, are you in a position where you can say, no, that's not all right? Luckily, I am in a position now where I do say I have a team that I work with very closely and I will say, you know, this is my team yeah. and this is who I want to work with. And if not, then, you know, 
a lot of brands will maybe have people that they know that that have vegan cruelty-free makeup bags or like you said will have a non-fully vegan cruelty-free makeup bag but will have a lot of vegan cruelty-free products that they yeah. can use so it's perfect I'm going to have a little look in your makeup bag after this. Yeah. I'm going to look in yours as yeah. well and let you know that you've actually got loads. <laughs> and what sort of animal products do you get in non-vegan um, beauty products? Like, what, like beeswax? You've got your list, haven't you? Yes, yeah. I think beeswax <laughs> is definitely the number one. So they put it in nearly all, anim- uh, well, not all, but like a lot of products. Like we were saying earlier about mascara um, and a lot of um, products that you put on your face as well. Um, so one other one is the crushed beetles that Lucy mentioned earlier. So mm-hmm. they put it in any sort of red lipstick or um, maybe eyeshadow as well. So yeah. that's um, that's quite a common ingredient. Um, even gelatin is, is um, used for, um, for some is, cosmetics. It's uh, boiled mm. is it ligaments and bones. Basically any part of Delicious. the pig or cow that wow. they can't sell. Yeah. They put all together, they boil it up and then they use the liquid from that Waste to make it. Yeah. So I think even if someone's not a vegan, I think a lot of people are pretty grossed out yeah. when they find out about what they've actually been putting on their faces yeah. and you know somehow we're led to think that those things are great for us but actually when you think about where they come from you know we, we take them away from a different animal and we put them on our human bodies then it doesn't really make yeah, much you, sense you're right we're sort of led to think that they're beneficial or that they're necessary that it won't be as good if they don't have those bits of ligaments and things in it but when you put it like that it is disgusting obviously people's interest has been peaked people are getting on board a lot of people are talking about veganism and wanting to be a part of it as a movement are you worried that this interest is going to peter away no not at all like it's never even crossed my mind personally i just i think once you know the information there are a few people that will go back maybe they were doing it for health reasons mm-hmm. primarily and then actually they don't care about their health as much so they'll just go back to eating those products or whatever but i think that you know it's being talked about everywhere you know people celebrities huge celebrities are talking about it beyonce jay-z leonardo dicaprio i think kim kardashian has recently started eating yeah. more vegan food as well so it's literally everybody and it's jumping on a button it's becoming so easy and so accessible especially in the yeah. uk um and it's it's once you've done it as well and you know how easy it is to do it, you see all the benefits from doing it. There's actually no reason for you not to do it. With a lot of ways in which, you know, you might strive to improve the planet because it's not just for love of animals. Not yeah. everyone feels that way about animals, but that's not to say that we don't want to protect our planet. Um, I think we all do what we can if we've got some kind of conscience about us. What do you say to someone who's like, well, I don't, I'm not going to be entirely vegan, but I'm going to try and do a little bit here and there. Is that enough? I think that's great. I think it's amazing if people can try and make a conscious effort because I think there are so... Well, the majority of the world isn't um, making conscious effort, especially when it comes to animal products. So if you are choosing to reduce... um, you know, how much meat you eat or dairy products or whatever it is, then that's amazing. I think that any small change is going to benefit. But I don't think it's going to be enough in the grand... Well, just from the kind of talks that I've been to recently with David Attenborough and Prince Charles and stuff like that, just from what they were saying, we've only got 12 years left until... Oh, we're destroying the planet. Yeah, and animal agriculture is responsible for 50% of climate change. And that doesn't just mean, like, CO2 emissions and that kind of thing. It's deforestation, species extinction, like, pollution of all our waters and and all the fish are dying and everything like that. So it's it's not just that one thing. This is the biggest... um, 
contender in the game. So I think that if you are starting to make changes, that's amazing, but don't stop there. Continue to try and make small changes mm-hmm. as you go along and you might find that you end up being vegetarian or pescatarian or whatever it is, or maybe you do become vegan, but... You don't have to do it all at once. No, and it's also, not all or nothing. No. Sorry, I also think when it compared to like other environmentally friendly actions that we are advised to take, such as not driving a car or taking short showers, you know, it's not possible not for some people not to drive a car at all or not to have showers, of course. But I yeah. think with a vegan diet, which was um, found as the single most significant thing an individual can do to help climate change that was found last year mm-hmm. by Oxford University, I think it's something that all of us could be doing. Yeah. So whether it's by starting little by little, you know, incorporating some more plant-based foods is really something that every one of us can um, can do because vegan food tends to be cheaper as well and it's accessible in, in many shops. When you think about all the um, basic of a vegan diet it's things like rice beans vegetables which are the cheapest foods on the market so I think a lot of people um, if they plan their meals well they can really um, create nutritious and delicious and very cheap meals it's just about kicking ourselves into gear okay we're going to stop there for just a moment but after the break I'll be back with more from Lucy and Dominica chatting about the role of social media and asking the big question is vegan beauty just a fad don't go anywhere Bee by Superdrug is 100% vegan friendly and cruelty free. Switch up your skincare and makeup with the exclusive range. Discover it in store, online, or follow us on social media by searching Bee by Superdrug. Bee makeup, bee skincare, bee vegan, bee you. All right, it's that time in the podcast where we get to know our guests a little bit better by spilling the beauty. You see what it did there? Because spill the tea. Yes. There's beauty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lucy. Good one. You, yeah, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I wrote it. Um, Lucy, I've got a couple of questions because I, well, I want to get to know you a little bit better yeah. and I want our listeners to as well. Um, so first question, mm-hmm. most embarrassing memory? One of my most embarrassing memories was when I was on Made in Chelsea and I said, why is everyone getting up on my grill? Oh my God, I remember that. And you were sitting around a big dinner table. It was a dinner yeah. party. And it was like that inner kind of like hood girl that mm. just like came out and she just let loose and I realized that I was not in the correct company. <laughs> and straight after I said it, I was like, I'm on television right yeah, now. Yeah, that was filmed. Um, but it's to this day. It still gets brought up. But the way you just recount that makes it sound like it's something you would say, but if oh, you're yeah, in your other hundred percent. Oh, yeah. it is, you yeah. do say that. I speak like that all the time. <laughs> yeah, that that there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's my that's my vibe, that's the way I speak. But just like those particular people, it wasn't it was just like unfamiliar language. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to explain the thought process behind yes. it. It's just that's what's gone out on national yeah. television. Yeah, exactly. Did you get any uh like tweets about it and what did people say? I got a few. Mm. Um I still to this day get people messaging me about it being like, Oh my god, do you remember when you said that? And I'm like, It's seven years ago. Like are people still Isn't talking that about mad? it. I actually remember where I was when Lucy really? Watson said, Why is everyone getting up? my grill I was on my on my what? sofa in my house in Dalston with my two housemates oh my god I think we even stopped and we were like I think she just said that but we, we, you know what we respected it okay cool we respected it we were like yeah so there was we, mixed so reviews there's some respect that came my way um, and then, right. yeah <laughs> uh, Lucy weirdest crush so I don't really fancy that many people um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's really bad um, no, it's but, an easier way to live seriously but I'd say probably David Attenborough Okay. Probably my weirdest crush. Okay. 
I mean, look, the, the man's a G. The man, you know, he he he's amazing. He's a legend. He's ninety something. That I mean, you wouldn't. No, you but wouldn't, I, wouldn't. I fancy his mind. You know, right. like I fancy that part. <laughs> and that's yeah, that's where it stops. And his voice. And his voice. Yeah. My my boyfriend actually falls asleep to his voice. Listen to it because it's so calming. It is really relaxing. It's a very comforting sound. It's comforting. It's knowledgeable. Mm. It, he, he's someone to be revered. He's like he's like a national treasure. Yeah. He, he must be protected at all costs. He's a cutie. And he's cute. <laughs> uh, and finally, Lucy, uh, what silly thing annoys you the most? I um, I do get annoyed quite easily yeah. um, about things. Um, what silly things? It annoys me when people ask me my, where I get my protein from. It does annoy me. Oh, you know what? That is- you know what? That is a question. Are you going to ask me? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not going to ask you because I know I, I, one of my yeah. best friends, Roman, who I work with every yeah. day, he's a vegan. Yeah. And I, at first I would ask him, so where are you going to get your protein? He was like, that's so annoying because it's very easy to get my protein. Yeah, it is. It's very easy. And I guess it's not that it annoys the question because I, I want to help people like learn things, but I guess sometimes it comes with a bit of heat, the yeah. question, you know, that it's not like, it's not got good intentions. Yeah, people aren't sometimes. asking it because they're yeah. generally, genuinely concerned yeah. about where your protein's coming yeah, from. They're trying, they're trying to, to catch you out. Yeah. yeah, that's what annoys me. Yeah. Um, what do you say to them? I tell them. I get my protein where your protein gets its protein. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really like bordering on euphemism, but yeah. but not. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm I'm really I'm really glad that your weird crushes, David Attenborough. That's something I'm going to take away with me. Mine was um, growing up. It was Bart Simpson. Oh my god. <laughs> Which is wrong on a number of <laughs> levels, but I mean, I'll focus on the fact that he's a cartoon. Yeah, character. and he's yellow. He's yellow. <laughs> he's yellow. Didn't bother me. I've just liked his troublesome ways. Uh, well, thank you for spilling the beauty. Welcome back to the beauty of it all. Now we're talking all things vegan beauty. And Dominica, I'm going to come to you and ask, how important is it to have people like Lucy on side fighting the good fight? I think it's absolutely wonderful that people like Lucy are using their position to sort of spread this really important message. And like she was saying earlier, we have no financial gain to make out of this. It's just something that you feel obliged to talk about almost, Mm -hmm. isn't it? Mm -hmm. And I think it's very easy to criticize someone who deeply cares about something. But when you actually look at people or celebrities who maybe speak out about um, the dog meat trade, sorry, or other issues such as the environmental destruction, a lot of those people are getting praised. Whereas suddenly when you talk about veganism, people I think are becoming a bit defensive and Mm -hmm. maybe thinking, oh, it's actually something that I am actively taking part in. Whereas I probably can't do much about the dog meat trade somewhere in Asia. Whereas here today I can you know make a conscious choice three times a day yeah. to eat an animal free meal and actually make a difference in that way and it starts at home exactly it does. Yeah. as someone who understands branding you've got your restaurant you've got your books does that kind of help you understand why certain brands might struggle with the challenge of making changes like that to become vegan when they've got to think about the way messaging gets out yeah. or gets across um some of the bigger brands that are already have been in the game for a really long time yeah I don't think that it's that difficult for them because they have all the access, all the money, all the funds to do the research they need to do, to, to, to hire the people they need to hire. Um, I think for new brands at this point, I think you do, if you're starting a new brand, it really only makes sense to be forward thinking and think about something that's going to be um, around for a long time and, and benefit the environment and you know maybe with your packaging that you're using or the ingredients whatever and that does seem to be happening a lot you know yeah. you see new vegan brands coming out the whole time like all the time there's so many you know natural vegan organic brands and stuff like that and 
But yeah, I think it's it's a minefield. I know when clean eating became very buzzwordy, people were like, oh, it's a fad, you know, you can do it for a little bit like a diet or like mm-hmm. Lent or something. But, you know, it's kind of kept going. Do you think the same could be said for vegan beauty? And what would you say to anyone who says it's a fad? I guess the thing is with veganism as a whole, it's not it's not just a diet and it's not just like something that you're doing to lose weight or whatever. It's actually, it's, it's the truth. It's, it's what's actually going on in the world. These are facts. Um, and, you know, it is a fact that, you know, animals are killed for your food. It's not like, oh, I don't know how to explain it. It's not like it's something that you just try to do for a short-term fix. Yeah. This will never change. Like, it will always be cruel to kill animals. Um, it is bad for the environment. You know, it has been proven to be bad for your health. So um, I don't see it as being a fad because I think that it's a long-term decision. It should be the new make. normal. I think, yeah. I think the difference is that when you do a diet... You're doing it for yourself, yeah. just yourself. And that is absolutely fine. You should absolutely look after yourself. But a lot of what you're talking about is for all of us and yeah. for our planet and for the world that we live in, which the we've got to picture. keep dealing yeah. with. Yeah, um, A lot of brands are going vegan, which is great, as you say. Do you reckon they're just jumping on the bandwagon because they know it's cool? Um I think some of them are, aren't they? Like yeah. Some of them are like, look, this is gonna, we're going to get sales. Yeah. We're going to make some People are going to talk about us. Um, I think there's, I've met some amazing brands that are doing it because this is what they really believe in and the people that are at the core of and heart of the projects are like, this is, you know, everything that they are compassionate about, but, um, are passionate about. So it just depends. There's a lot of brands, like I see a lot of the designer brands that are now bringing out, you know, like vegan products and stuff like that, like I said, and I think it is because they are trying to make Mm. money. I think obviously businesses exist to make money Mm. and it is great whether they're doing that for themselves or for veganism as a whole because it it helps people to become vegan. The more ingredients or products we have that are accessible, then the easier it will be for people to go and stay vegan as well. So I think there are a number of maybe smaller vegan brands that are actually created by vegans for vegans and it's their whole life. So they are really, really passionate about it. Um, And I think there is room for brands of both type really. Well, they say if you want to make a change, you need the grassroots and the top levels to be to be aiming for the same cause and I guess what you're saying is if you are jumping on a bandwagon and you are doing it for money doesn't matter at least you're still doing it doesn't it. matter why they're doing it so long as they're doing it yeah. I agree <laughs> I feel like I, I, I feel like I thought that vegan beauty was inaccessible like mm-hmm. I've learned a lot I didn't realize that so many of the brands that I'm using on my face are vegan anyway yeah exactly you don't really have to make that much of a change yeah and maybe these brands aren't necessarily shouting about it because it just so happens that they just are vegan without even trying to mm-hmm. be which is amazing but honestly like Google. Just go on Google. <laughs> this is what I say to so many people that always like ask me these questions. I'm like, just, just Google it. Like, you'll just get all the facts and there's just an overwhelming amount. You will be surprised as well how many brands are accidentally vegan. I like, am surprised. Yeah. Genuinely. Really I feel like it. I was very ignorant about it. But yeah, I love vegan buzzword. Google. Yeah. <laughs> I think the great thing about vegan beauty is that it's literally suitable for everybody. So whether you are a follower of a central religion and avoiding certain ingredients or in terms of food when you're a vegetarian or lactose intolerant or mm, yeah. health conscious, you can everybody can eat vegan food, basically, if, if it's free from the allergens as well that they have. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's really great in that sense that you know, we can basically appeal to everybody. And I think if the brands look beyond all the noise and all the stereotypes and all the um, 
myths out there, I think they will see that for vegans, it's actually a deeply held moral belief that they apply to all aspects of their lives. And it's something that's not going to go away very easily. Like Lucy was saying, it's just something like once you understand, it's impossible to go back because it sort of becomes a core part of you. So you wouldn't suddenly intentionally go out and start harming animals again. So I think once people sort of realize and understand the reasons behind it, it's much easier to stick with it. And there's always going to be haters with anything. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, any vegan that says anything that might be seen as a little bit more kind of X-rated or, you know, controversial, then it gets so much press at the moment. But then, you know, the the vegans that are getting stick from farmers and being, you know, threatened by farmers or meat eaters and things like that, that doesn't get go anywhere. Like, no one talks about, you know, the way that vegans are treated by people that eat meat. So it's it's kind of, you know trying to avoid and get through all the noise to what actually is the core issue. Yeah. And with, like you said, with... Um, like homosexuality and um, racism. racism. It's always been people that are passionate about ending it Mm -hmm. that are seen as terrorists or, you know, they get attacked for what they're doing. Um, But the core message of what they're doing is is right and they're doing it to help others. Yeah, the radical becomes the normal. Yeah. Just the more people understand that it can help all of us. Mm -hmm. Um, And any tips for anyone who's listening now and thinking, okay, cool, I'm going to try this vegan beauty. Where do I start? I mean, we've covered them, but let's like sort of round it up a bit. It's so hard because there's so many brands. (laughs) Yes. I guess... Obviously, research. Um, All you have to do is there's so many vegan bloggers out there, but even people that aren't vegan bloggers that are using vegan makeup. And if you just look it up online, you'll get a huge list of brands that, like you, already Mm. have probably in your makeup bag. And then it's just about maybe potentially removing the ones or using up the ones that you have that aren't vegan-friendly or that are testing animals, using them up, and then it's your next purchase that's important. Making that next purchase a good one, I think. Mm. It's not about, you know going out and buying loads of new makeup and just throwing everything away unless you have the money to do that. Um, but yeah, making your next purchase. Yeah, one. I think definitely taking it step by step is a reasonable approach. You know, yeah. we don't expect people to sort of throw everything away when they become vegan. It took me several years as a vegan of six years to actually get rid of all my non-vegan cosmetics. Um, I think re- replacing product by product. So for example, once your uh, mascara that's been tested on animals finishes, then you would be buying a new one anyway. So just try to make sure and research that the one you are buying is vegan and free from animal ingredients. Yeah, I've, I actually think that my makeup bag is vegan anyway probably it turns out yeah yeah i mean yeah from what you've said i'm a vegan be- beautist yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that no yeah Maybe you've just made up a new word <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a vegan beauty enthusiast yeah. uh, guys thank you so much i feel like i've learned a lot and i think that you know it's so important what we're talking about it is a hot topic at the moment um the environment and the climate and this is a part of that as well as just a part of our daily lives and looking after ourselves oh well thank you both so so much and thank you for listening as well and i'm looking forward to you joining us next week when our podcast is all about the beauty in transitioning and i'm going to be joined by juno dawson and joseph harwood i'll see you then